0: This is the Ezra Podcast. Not, not a lot to choose from this week. Actually, only one thing to choose from this week. I I kind of don't get boxing starting off to such a slow start. You now I get Matchroom and uh, you know all the year promotions. They have a shutdown in January, so they can't really do much. Can't put the blame on them. But I don't really even know what's happening in February with them. Uh, PBC had a pay-per-view last, last week. Nothing this week, not going to have anything the week after. That'll be ESPN card, top rank nothing, Golden Boy nothing. Golden Boy doesn't even have a deal, TV deal, as we speak right now. It's going to be with DAZN, but they don't have a deal yet. Very strange, you know, boxing has been known to kill its momentum and all that, and and boxing has momentum right now. I'm sure it'll pick up, but just very slow, strange start to the year. In a year that I expect to be very big for boxing. I wish it got off to a faster start. But look where I'm at. I'm covering uh, Showbox card. I I, I, I want to guarantee this right now. I want to say this right now. Unless there's a Showbox podcast that I don't know about. I'm the only podcast covering Showbox. It's going to do a full breakdown on the whole damn card that they're going to show on TV. I'm the only podcast that's going to do that. I'm also pretty dead on on my breakdowns lately. Pretty much... F- throughout time of me breaking down fights, I've been pretty dead on, but lately it's an amazing run, right? I'm pretty damn good with my breakdowns. I need more viewers, I need more subscribers. They're gonna come, I have faith in it, but I'm on an amazing run here. I'm gonna pat myself on the back because there's no one here to pat me on the back. I'm gonna do it. So let's get to this card, the Showbox card. It's actually a very good card. It's actually a very interesting card, and that Showbox cards are usually very interesting and very good, and uh, there was a chicken talk uh, this week where they had a guy from uh, ring city and ring city is a uh, similar to what showbox doing. It's like, they don't, they're not signed to a, uh, you know, they're not have a deal with one promoter. They're just trying to get, if you have a good fighter that you need to get them on a card on TV, some airtime, an opportunity, and you go to another promoter and you, they have another guy and you say, you willing to match them up in a 50, 50 fight. That's what you get. Now you're going to get superstars on there. No, but you might get future superstars, right? You, you, most likely, really get some good fights, some good boxing. That's what Showbox brings to you. Um, it's, you know, like I said, probably not the most popular. People probably watch a lot more of the PBC cards or top ranked cards, but a lot of those cards are tuna fights or stay busy fights. These fights aren't. They're, they're looking to see, you know, every guy on these cards undefeated. They're taking a chance with all these guys. So let's get to the main event of this, right? The, I, to, to me, the most interesting fight on the card. You got Luis Nunez versus Carlos Herrera. Ar, um, the thing is, like I pronounced it right before we got on this thing. But uh, Carlos areta I, b- I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Two orthodox fighters. Um, Nunez, uh, ve- very fast. a Little bit of a plotter. But when he gets in position and his feet are set to punch, he can rip to the body. He puts a lot on his shots. He has good speed on his shots. He comes a little wide. So his shot's a little fat at times. He's looking to push you back. He's looking to, you know, build momentum going forward. Right. And a lot of, a lot of things that like I emphasize on when I break down a fight, what I look at is uh balance, spacing and momentum. And when I mean momentum, it's like, where do you need the fight? Where do you need your movement to be? Some guys need the movement to go forward. Some guys need to move around the ring. So movement going backwards, momentum sideways, some guys could do it all. Right. But Luis Nunez needs his momentum going forward. That's where he's most effective. That's where he can apply his speed. He doesn't, uh, you know, when he starts throwing punches, he doesn't adjust mid-combination or after a punch. Where he's planning, he's planning. He's going to throw punches from there. And he's going to look to get you out of there. And he's going to look to make his shots really count. He will go head, body, head. He is, uh, you know, he's, he's got talent. He's got he's, he's got some punching ability. He's got some, he's got, uh, he could throw a multiple range of shots. He's not just like a one-punch guy. I don't think that like his combinations are get to the three four section. No, they're mostly, you know, one, two. He stays in the range, so he he'll continue the offense in the position that he's in, but there'll be, you know, delays in between. There'll be spaces in between. When you get Carlos Areta, he is a little more dynamic, right? Definitely more dynamic with the movement. Definitely uh more transition points, right? He, he definitely will start punching from one side and transition while he's combination to he's on the other side of you. He definitely chooses to pick a spot of you to to when he gets you against the ropes, he will choose one side of your body to move to that side, similar to Lomachenko. So you can't respond, right? If he's not in front of you, he's on the awkward side of you, you have to turn your whole body while he's punching you. This gives him a major advantage. He's also a very fast jab. His combinations are more fluid. He could get to three, four, five, and his speed is very good. I also think he has better, he's better going backwards. Then Nunez, well, I don't think Nunez wants to go backwards in a fight. I don't think that's the effective way to him win a fight. I think Carlos Loretta prefers to come forward as well, though. I think that's his mentality is to be the pressure fighter. And I think that's why this is such an interesting fight. Now, I imagine when they meet in the ring, I think Loretta's jab is going to be faster, more effective, right? He's more, uh, could change the pace of it. But I think Nunez's jab might be heavier, um, It's gonna be interesting who can win that jab battle, who's gonna win the momentum, because I think that's a very key point of this fight is who's gonna push the other one back, right? Who's gonna get the position they want? And this is gonna be a fight where whoever's able to push the other guy back, I think is gonna be a lot more effective. I think Nunez needs that a lot more than Areta does, but I think both of them are gonna need that in this fight. They both have good power, both undefeated, like I said, and, you know, not, one's not used to losing. So when you get that, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like uh, this guy's lost before. he When he goes down, it all falls apart. You don't know that. I don't know what, you know, this guy's not used to losing. They never lost to the pros. So when they get in a fight, in the, a dog fight, this could be, especially an inside fight, uh, a fight where they're forward to forehead, both trying to push each other back, and none of them have lost, you might not have any give. It might lead to an action-packed fight. I'm just going to count on Arrieta's, uh I'm going to count on his di- how dynamic he is with his combinations. His movement in between punches. I think that that's going to be the difference here. I think that when Nunez plants, he's stuck there. Arietta's not that. And I think that Nunez is a little wide with the shot. He's a little fat with the shot. I think Arietta's a good combo, a, a, a good counter puncher as well he's going to be able to work in between those shots. And I think that when it's going to be a good competitive fight, first four or five rounds, arieta's combinations are going to start adding up and those shots are going to start adding up more where he's landing three shots and Nunez landing one or two to two, is landing four. You know what I mean? It's just, he's just going to be landing more often. Uh, his combinations are becoming better. He's more fluid. And I don't think he's going to be able uh when he puts the pressure on, he's not going to be there to be hit. When Nunez will be there to be hit, because when he plans, he's planned. Like I said, he's there to be hit. I'm gonna take Oriana in this fight. I'm taking a decision. I think, I think you're gonna see the just the, the the little differences in skill, right? The little differences in skill, the little added things to his game. I think are really gonna stand out. Like I said, class proves over time, and that's what's gonna happen in this fight. You're gonna see Oriana's class over time in this fight. The one thing to pay attention to though is. Nunez is more tested than Arieta is. Arieta's is, kinda hasn't faced really anyone. Nunez has, has faced some guys with you know that had some winning records that probably uh picture themselves, you know, won in the fight, not pictured himself as the opponent. Arieta hasn't faced that yet. So that's another thing to watch, and especially in a fight that I think could go back and forth, is that is Nunez more used to that level than Arieta is. The counter I have, right, for Nunez to win this fight. Uh, like I said, controlling momentum, he's got to push, he's got to push, uh, Arietta back. Uh, make Arietta the, the, yeah, make Arietta the boxer. And I think Arietta has some skills going backwards in the, uh, you know, moving back. He, he, he seems like he's a little flashy too, like moving away from punches. If you can... Change the momentum of the fight and get Arieta in the rhythm of moving back. That's going to be very good for uh, Nunez because that's his best chance to win the fight. Even if Arieta is good moving backwards, it's still Nunez putting himself in the best position to win the fight. Uh, and that's what you want to do. You want to whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to put yourself in a position where you can use your skills to the fullest. And that's what Nunez needs. He needs to push him back and he needs to get that jab and make it effective. He needs to make sure that he's constantly steady with that jab, make sure it's heavy. So it doesn't allow Arieta to, you know, start moving in front of him, gain the momentum going forward. Give him a little something that says, Hey, I, I don't want to come forward no more. You know what I mean? I don't want to get touched with this anymore. I'm going to, I thought I was a full come forward fighter. I'm going to give that position up and you could convince someone to doing that, right? Especially if uh Nunez power is for real, you could convince him and say, hey, you know what? I, I could fight going backwards. I'm willing to do that. I'm I'm willing to take the back step in this fight. If he can do that, that's a, a big key to him winning this fight. I believe this is going to be a come forward fight. I think they're both not going to give up that ground. And class, like I said, overtime will prove for Arieta. In the coming event, you have Starling Castillo, and I keep wanting to call him Starling Castro, like the, um, the shortstop, versus Otar. Iran, you uh, know, Iran Sonian. I'm gonna say, um, uh, Castillo is a very long, very sharp, heavy hitting, uh, puncher, active fighter, right? Not just like one shot at a time, he's, he's pretty active with his offense. Otar is he, 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 he looks to be like a slick boxer in there. The thing is, he's short, he's got short arms. It's it's a really interesting matchup of just body body shape wise. But Otar is going to try to come in with his head movement. Um, the thing is, is he has the natural feel for it. He's not dynamic as in, like, as athletic or speed or anything like that. So what that happens is, like, when you depend on your head movement so much, it's it not exactly the best guard, shots are still going to get in because you're not... You don't have the necessary speed to, be like, where you're untouchable, right? You don't have the reflexes of Floyd. So when you have that style no matter how good of a feel you have for it, you're still going to be able to get touched. And Castillo's going to hit you for a long, long way, so Otar's going to have to figure a way in the fight, right? He's going to have to figure a way to get on the inside, which is his best opportunity to win the fight, and he's pretty good on the inside. He he, he can find some offense on the inside. And Castillo is very good from the... Um, far range and mid range and on the in, inside range he's pretty good too his defense falls apart on the inside but because he's so long and it's harder for him to get his body compact enough to be able to block the shot so what he does is he usually shells up on the inside and he's a sucker for uppercuts and can hit him with some, with, with some decent uppercuts he has some good uppercuts in his game he also has some good body work and once again Castillo can't cover all the square footage that his body has Right, it's gonna have openings on the side because with that closed guard. So that's where he needs to get in. But the whole problem is, can he get in? Can Otar's head movement work with his legs? And I haven't seen that from what I scouted. There's not much to scout, but from what I scouted, he, he doesn't really do that. He kind of moves his head and keeps his legs planted. He's gonna need to move his head and use his legs to dip in and cut that ground off, right? Now, Castillo will give it to him. Sometimes Castillo will get lazy and just go get the ropes and just wait there, or he'll work his way in and then stay on the inside for too long. He'll give you those slight opportunities, but he also does a lot of good things that are gonna make it very hard for you. And I think that if Castillo stays active and stays sharp and stays long in this fight, he's gonna give Otar a lot of problems. And especially Otar is gonna count on using his head movement, which is, like I said, not the fastest. Not the quickest reflexes. He's going to get caught with stuff. And I think those shots are going to start adding up uh, pretty early in the fight. And I expect the Castillo to look pretty impressive in this. I expect him to get Ultar out there kind of early. I'm going to say fourth, fifth round. Let's go with the fifth round. I think he's going to catch up a long distance. I think that those shots and Oltar is not going to have really find a way to uh, get in. And I think Castillo is going to be sharp. I think this is a perfect match for him. Especially with Ultar uh, not having the fastest legs to you know cut the distance. It's going to be, I think he'll be able to pick shots and he may what he may be missing early. He's going to start catching in the third, fourth, fifth round when he starts catching up with the speed and the rhythm of it. I think he starts landing big shots. I think he gets uh ultar out of there. And like I said, the counter for Ultor is you're going to have to use your legs with your head movement to get on the inside. You're going to have to discourage Castillo. If your head movement, you know, if that confident and he get Castillo missing from long range, He'll come in because he says, "Well, I'm gonna find the range, or I'm gonna get in on this guy, and I'm gonna make that head movement uh, useless to him, right? Because maybe I can't handle him from long range. Um, I get closer to him; he's not gonna be able to move like that. But then again, when you go in like that, then he's able to work. You need you need Castillo to get on the inside. You need to get on the inside of Castillo, and Castillo to get in on the inside of you. Either way, when you get in, you need to work the uppercuts, uppercuts and rip the body. This is this is the offense you need." To go and Castillo will give it to you at times like I said he will give it to you at times I don't expect him to do it in this fight I think that I think he's getting better Castillo and I think that we are going to see uh, a pretty complete performance from him in this fight in the first fight the opening uh, fight you have Edwin Santos versus William Foster the Third, and um, when I was just breaking down this fight and I saw it it looked like Edwin Santos was in a completely different weight class than William Foster the Third. Santos is a is really a one punch fighter, and that punch has to be coming forward. It's his uh, left hand. He has a left hand. He tries to throw it going backwards as like a counter shot or like a step back catch you as you come in. The problem is he loses his back leg. It like slides too far out, so the shot always comes up short. He can't. He he can never time it when you come in. But when he gets momentum coming forward, it's a very effective shot, and it can knock you out right away. He's a lot of power in it. Like I said, he's a one punch fighter, but that one shot's pretty effective, and when he comes forward, he's pretty good with it. Now, William Foster is a guy that, and to be honest with you, I break him down, I, I wasn't sure, you know, what he was really good at. It looked like at one fight, he was kind of like defensively, right? He was trying to be defensively aware, and the next fight, he was all aggressive, but he fell in with his shots. I just don't think, I think he has a really bad style for, uh, f- to fight Edwin Santos, honestly. I don't I don't. I don't know what, st- what he's gonna try to bring to the table in this fight. Um, I would definitely think come in hopefully more of a boxer because I don't think he wants to get in the kind of like brawl that I've seen him try to do in another fight where he's like kind of falls in and he's trying to catch him, which I don't think he wants it. I think he needs a box in this fight and eliminate that left hand. And if you can, over time, start pushing Santos back, you will see that the, everything will go, All well, so whole offense will disappear. But I don't think that's what's going to happen here. I think that Foster was able to build a record wherever he's from. They built a record in, and they got they're going to get him this opportunity. But I think that he's going to see that this this is going to be one two you know, a step just too high. And it's just a guy that just believes in the one thing that he does. And I don't think that William Foster really knows what he's good at. I think he was able to beat lower level competition to get to this point. But does he know what he's good at? Does he have one thing to fall back on that's going to be effective to get him to win him the fight? I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I think that Edwin's going to. Throw that left hand. He's gonna be active with that left hand. And He's gonna throw it over and over again. He truly believes in it, and I think he's gonna land. And I think he's gonna drop Foster. I think he'll stop Foster. I think he'll TKO him in the ninth. KO TKO in the ninth. Now the counter, like I said, for Foster, is eliminate the left hand. Um, what say? Em- embrace the defense. Make Santos uh, miss, and uh, make him pay for the the miss. You know, make him pay for the misses. And I think the Santos is gonna be like I said. He's He's going to let that left hand go. He's not going to, he doesn't pick his spots with it. No, he just says, if I'm coming forward, left hand's coming with me. And he takes chances with it. Make him miss. And uh, make him pay for missing. And if you know that shot's coming, figure out a counter for it. And like I said, eventually, look to push him back and eliminate it altogether. Once you, if you can eliminate it altogether, it's it's like a video game boss, like one of the early ones, you know, they only have one thing. And if you can eliminate that, it it becomes a lot more simpler. That's what they need to do. I just don't know what William Foster is good at. I'm being honest with you. I, I'm not sure what he's good at. I'm looking at my notes right here, like what I have for him. Um, he does come in with the lead left hook. Um, left hook to the body. He just loses his range a lot. I, I'm telling you, he leaps in with a shot, loses himself on the inside. He gets hit, loses distance. Um, he just, he's, he's he doesn't have that one thing yet. That where you're like, okay, this, you, this is your game, and then you're going to build on from here. I don't see it yet. He just was... Better than wherever he was fighting, out of wherever the opponents are matched up with, that's what it is. I think uh, Santos is gonna win this fight. I think he's gonna gonna look good doing it, at at least with that one shot. He's a limited fighter, he needs to add more things to his game. Maybe he will in this fight, add and will add his right hand in, uh, be more effective with it. But I expect him to get a a stoppage in this fight. Like I said, I'm the only person to bring down the showbox card, Uh, and I'm like I said, I've been on a, a Hell of a run here, predicting these fights and breaking them down. I'm limited on what I could see for these fights, the, as far as the footage. These fighters are just getting onto TV screens, right? The, the, that I'm still confident with the, break, or the breakdown I gave. Let's see how it plays out. Uh, this is I, I, I'm probably one of my favorite, um, f- you know, cards to break down in a while, especially because you know it's, it doesn't have a lot of hype behind it. There's not a lot of people talking about it. It's gonna, you know, go under the radar. But I feel like my podcast could be a companion to the right, it's a nice little build-up and at least you can have a little bit of expectation of what you're seeing. That's what helps build these fights. It's a little bit of expectation of like, you know, give me a little backstory or a little bit of what to expect in the fight. And let's see if it plays out that way. A little interest, right? Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Ezra podcast.